Hey guys, let's podcast. How about it? NBA draft night. I've been talking about it on the Twitter for the past three days straight, nonstop. No political tweets, or at least I've kept them to a minimum, because this is it. This is a big day. This is the 2007 NBA draft. We're live on location in my basement. A lot of action going on. We have the we have the NBA draft currently streaming on the television. We have it streaming on the iPad. I was going to do a live Periscope stream. I decided to hold off on that for now. Um, not because I'm all decked out in Knicks gear and I look like a 10-year-old child, but um, too, too much going on, too much action. There's so much to get to. There's so much to cover. There's so much to talk about. Um, I guess we could probably start with the elephant in the in the room the seven foot three lativian elephant if you will Kristaps porzingis we don't know where he's going we don't know what's going to happen is he going to get traded is he not last night phil jackson decided to go on msg network and have an interview that a lot of people were left confused they were scratching their heads they didn't know what to think he basically called out porzingis for missing the end of the season meeting which other players have done in the past for Phil Jackson. He says it's the first time he's ever seen anything like that happen. Almost as if Kristaps was showing him up, which I'm sure a young 21-year-old Lativian gangster would never do that to the Zen master. He's upset. He just had a rough season. The Knicks were abysmal at best. And, uh, and Phil took it to heart. He didn't show up for the meeting, so now he's out there telling people that he's uh, he's looking to trade Kristaps Porzingis. If you're not a basketball fan, if you're new to the podcast, if you're uh, if you're somebody sitting at home thinking, "Hey, I'm going to listen to this on the SoundCloud or the iTunes and just give it a try and see what it's all about," this show has been based and predicated on basketball since its conception three, four, five years ago. We are basketball nuts, and by we. I mean me. I'm the only one here right now doing this podcast. It was kind of a spur-of-the-moment whim that I wanted to put it together and just kind of talk throughout the, uh, throughout the NBA draft. So regardless, going back to the Kristaps Porzingis situation that we have going on. So Phil's out there telling people that he's actively seeking trades for Porzingis. He's a unicorn. He's the future of the franchise, and I love him. I love, I love him so much that many of my, uh, my internet passwords for various apps and accounts and computer lock-ins and what have yous are Porzingis or Porzingis related. I obviously realize now I'm going to have to change them because I've just broadcast that to the eight people that may listen to this. But regardless of that fact, Porzingis is the future of the New York Knicks. He came out of nowhere. People booed him on draft day. Kids were crying and he came out and he showed him. He said, I'm the, I'm the Lativian gangster. I'm going to come out here. I'm going to show you guys what I'm all about. And he did. He's, uh, he's proved himself to be one of the top up-and-coming stars in the league. And now Phil's out there on a power trip telling people that he's going to trade him. So far, it looks like, and I'm just watching the ticker as it goes across the bottom of the screen here, it looks like he's staying in New York, which is a great thing. But there's, uh, there's rumblings. So we got Boston at the three pick. We have Phoenix at the four pick. They're both interested. But the Lakers, I guess, want a big haul in return. One of the things that I saw on, uh, I believe it was Adrian Wojnarowski, was tweeting about it. Something along the lines of the Knicks would request from the Celtics. The third pick this year, the the Nets' first-round pick next year, which is probably going to be a top-five pick, and a combination of either Jalen Brown and Marcus Smarter, Jalen Brown, and uh, Jay Crowder. Now, I've just professed my love for Kristaps Porzingis. If you can pull a trade like that off, if you're Phil Jackson, you do it. You have to. If you're a Knicks fan, you have to respect that. You have to look at it from the sense that 
the Knicks need so much help. The Knicks need so much in terms of players at different positions that if you can turn one player in Porzingis into potentially four young studs over the course of the next two years, you do it. And if you're a Knicks fan, yeah, you're upset to see Porzingis go, but you're excited again about the future. So, um, But apparently that's too high of an asking price. The Celtics reportedly have turned that down. I don't know if there's going to be anything to follow up on that. We are currently, Markel Fultz just got drafted by the Sixers. There's no surprise there. They're going to have a fun young team here for the next few years if everyone can stay healthy. So currently the Lakers are on the clock. The, um, I guess the, the speculation is Lonzo Ball is going to go to the Lakers. He will be, I'm sure, paraded and celebrated by his father on the stage. We'll see. All cameras are on him. But, oh, I did hear I did hear uh, Aaron Fox's, the Aaron Fox's name being thrown around as a possible pick. And wouldn't that be exciting? Some draft day intrigue. If Lonzo Ball's passed up by the Lakers and they go with somebody else, uh, it would be exciting. I just love people's reactions. I love to see how guys get worked up and, and, and uh, whether they get upset, whether they get happy or excited. Uh, human, human emotions, pretty cool to watch live on the big screen. But, I mean, all these kids are great. They're going to go high picks. They're going to make a lot of money and uh, potentially be superstars in the league here for years to come. So the Lakers, you can hear Jay Billis talking now. It looks great. Uh, but the Lakers are winding down here. It looks like their pick is in. We're going to have to wait and see here. I know it's not as intriguing. Your People that are listening to this will be listening it, to it after the draft. So anyone that's even interested in the NBA will already have known where Lonzo Ball went if he went to the Lakers. Um, but we're going to yeah, we're gonna find out here in a minute. Oh, and the big trade, yeah. I mean, this is what makes you think that they're definitely going to take Lonzo Ball. They traded their starting guard, D'Angelo Russell, to the Brooklyn Nets a couple days ago. And Lonzo Ball is, he's a playmaker. He's going to play a lot of guards. So so here's the commissioner. Let's see what the great Adam Silver has to say. There he is. Lonzo Ball to the Los Angeles Lakers. Great stuff. All right. This is how everything's playing out the way, the way we thought it would. So here's Lonzo Ball getting the love from his family. Pops is there, not escorting him onto the stage, which is nice. That's got to be a cool feeling. You know, you work with your kid, you're close to your son, you watch him grow up, he plays great college basketball, and he makes his way into the NBA. So that's cool. This is a good moment for him. This is exciting. It's emotional. This is this is great. It's fun to watch. A little dap for the... Yeah, well, a little dap for the commish. That's right, Adam Silver. Get a little Adam Silver out there. Huh? Taller than most of these guys. He's like a 6'7 freak. He's an alien from another planet. I love him. Okay. So what we're going to, I guess we're going to, oh, I don't know if this, now's a great time to take a, a break because the Celtics are on the clock. And are they going to, are they going to keep the pick? Are they going to deal the pick? Um, and I'm, listen, I plan on doing this. I plan on streaming. I plan, plan on casting all the way through the top 10 picks. So you're stuck with me. If this takes three hours, you're here with me for three hours. Um, I mean, obviously, you're not here with me. You don't have to be listening to me. You could very easily turn me off at any point in time. It's a podcast. I haven't done one in a year or a year plus with uh, with the late Ryan Funk, who has not passed away. Just He's a busy man. He had another child. He's got three kids now. He's doing great things. He's working for the state. I mean, he doesn't have time. There's only 24 hours in a day, folks. Newsflash. 
There's only 24 hours in a day, and Ryan uses every single one of those hours to dedicate to his family because he's a family man, he's a loving man, he's a caring man, and, uh, meh, you know, he, uh, he plays video games sometimes, too. So, no Ryan tonight. Uh, I think one thing that we could do, which would be a lot of fun, we could call some of my friends randomly, not tell them I'm calling. Obviously, Bart could be on that list. Um, my good buddy... Scott Ziegler could be on that list. I'm, th I'm thinking all NBA fans, people that I have conversations with on on the Twitter, somebody that uh, we could bounce some some basketball talk back and forth. So uh, maybe yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe after this Lakers pick here in about three and a half minutes, we will uh, we'll give Bart a call and see what he has to say for himself. Maybe Beckman because the Phoenix Suns are also in the Kristaps Porzingis sweepstakes. Um, we could give we could give Beckman a call and see what he's up to, and if he has any input on what's happening with uh, with the Zinger. If he would like the Zinger out in the desert. So, all right, now they're interviewing LeVar, or yeah, Alonzo Ball, and uh, he, he looks great in the Laker purple. It's his hometown team. This is what he's, uh, he's always dreamt of doing, playing for the Lakers. So, Magic brings him in. We're gonna find out what he has as, a, as an NBA pro. He's good. He's got a, a high upside. I think even if he comes in and he's mediocre, he will uh, he'll be better than a lot of the players in the league. So potential for a, a really big superstar over the next uh, five, ten years here in the NBA. And that's what the exciting thing about the draft is. A lot of speculation, a lot of intrigue, a lot of questioning, all coming out here on draft day. And then you get to watch these guys play for the next you know, 10, 15 years. Put it all together and see what they see what they got. So, so the interview continues here on ESPN. By the way, side note. ESPN's streaming app is the worst. It's the worst. I am an admitted cord cutter. I cut probably over a year ago. It was fantastic. I love it. I don't have a $180 DirecTV or cable bill to pay. I, uh, I have my subscription services, my HBO, my Netflix, my Hulu, and uh, I do pay for Sling TV. I get about 30 channels off of that, 30 to 40 channels off of that. And they're your, you know, your basic standbys, no locals, but everything I need is on the Sling. However, the yet and when you stream ESPN through the Watch ESPN app on Roku, it's garbage. It's absolutely terrible. I didn't even watch the NBA playoffs or the NBA finals rather on the app because I it was that bad. I'd actually watch it on the ABC app, which is a thousand times better. So for all this, for all the hoopla and for all the conversation that goes on about you know cord cutters are costing ESPN money, ESPN has to lay workers off and and fire people because. The cord cutters are are taking the money away from the advertisers on the cable deals. Well, I'll tell you what, ESPN, if you don't get your, your streaming services in better shape, you're not going to have any cord cutters to rely on either. Because we're not going to watch ESPN if every five minutes, every three to five minutes, it's stuttering to reload. And it's the only channel I have streaming service that does that. So don't come at me and tell me, oh, you have a, a slow connection or you got too much going on, you're streaming too much. No, because ESPN is the only one. It's garbage. I'm off my high horse here. That was my, that was my streaming rant for the evening. So I'm closely watching here. I guess the Celtics are about 30 seconds left on the clock. Oh, no. We got a trade. We have a trade. Jimmy Butler, the star of the Chicago Bulls, has been traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's get Carl. Let's get yeah. Let's get Reese Davis on this. 
Set reunited with his former coach Tom Thibodeau in Minnesota. In the deal, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and the number seven pick go to Chicago. In return, Jimmy Butler, All-Star, along with the number 16 pick. And I don't know if that's easy to hear or difficult. Try to get it a little closer. Wow, that is huge. So Jimmy Butler goes to the West. Yeah, so that, they're breaking down the trade right now. Basically what it was, it was Jimmy Butler and, uh, and a, a swap of picks going to Minnesota. And then uh, Chicago's going to receive Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn was drafted, I think, fourth or fifth last year's draft. So he's a stud. And, uh, you know, future. I, he was actually my pick for rookie of the year last year. He's a future all-star for sure. But So, yeah, I'm still kind of watching here. Oh, Boston's picking. It looks like Boston has the pick in. Is going to be Josh Jackson, Tatum. Who's it going to be? There he is, Jason Tatum, with the third pick going to the Celtics. Which means, unless the Knicks pull the trigger on a Porzingis trade to Phoenix, the Knicks will keep Porzingis, and then you're going to hear me go crazy. All right, so my level's right here. Not crazy in the sense that I'm going to be upset or overly excited, but, I mean, then now now the jockeying for position starts with uh, with who the Knicks are going to take in the draft, and we'll get into that. Uh, I don't really want to speculate here too much in case the trade does actually go through here, but um, we'll get into that here shortly. But I'll tell you what, do, doing these podcasts by yourself is a lot more difficult because you got to kind of keep, you know, keep the tempo going. I don't want to be like a... Uh, uh, the guy on 1070 who does all the Penn State games, he has a podcast. I don't know, he a lot of a lot of dead air, a lot of stalling, a lot of waiting around. I don't like that. I want to keep I want to keep my listeners entertained. I want to keep my people I want to keep my people on point here. Let them know where I'm coming from. Let them know what I'm thinking. So that if you're sitting in your car, driving down Interstate 80 to get to work, or if you're on a an afternoon run, if you're strolling along the the Susquehanna River Wall in beautiful Sunbury, Pennsylvania, you have something to listen to. I don't. What what benefit is it to you as a listener to hear me say something, pause, see, that's what I'm saying, there has to be some repetition, there has to be some, some continuity there, you're trying to get some entertainment value out of listening to me, and I understand, I get it, I know I'm an entertaining guy, but if I leave you wanting more, there's no incentive for you to come back, so I gotta give, I gotta give you the most. I got to give you the most every time out there for for you to for you to turn everything off, take your headphones out, or change the change the dial on your on your car radio and say, "Wow, that was great!" But man, what's next? What could be next? What's this guy gonna come up with next? Okay, so that's that's where I'm at with everything. Now I'm checking the Twitter. Ah, uh, now Indiana and Boston are engaged in talks on a Paul George trade. Porzingis, it looks like he's staying where he's at. It looks like Porzingis is 
sticking. I don't see anything on the Twitter about Phoenix. Oh, okay. It was just broke. They're going to take Josh Jackson. Phoenix is going to take Josh Jackson. That's according to Adrian Wojnarowski. Wojnarowski. Woj. Woj bombs. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead here and we're gonna take a break. I mean, I'm still kind of reeling over the Jimmy Butler Timberwolves trade. That means the Bulls are gonna move up to the seventh pick with that, and then the Timberwolves will drop back, I think, to 16. And uh, well, here it's coming across the ticker right now. Yeah, the Bulls will drop back to 16 then. So I mean, I think that's a great haul for the Timberwolves. I mean, they. They obviously, they gave up the young stud, Chris Dunn. They gave up Zach Levine, who's a superstar, but coming off a pretty major knee injury. They, they did a pick swap. And you got Jimmy Butler, who has some familiarity with, um, with Tibbs, the head coach there. You put him alongside Carl Anthony Towns. You got Ricky Rubio running the point, who's a, he's a pass-first point guard. You got, uh, yeah, you got some potential in there. You got, you got some playmakers there. Now with Jimmy Butler there, and he's going to be bringing his 26 points per game, about six or seven rebounds per game. He's a, a bona fide all-star. There were a lot of people that thought that the Timberwolves were a playoff team last year, but I think uh, they didn't meet expectations, obviously. Now you put Jimmy Butler into the fold, who knows how Tib likes to run a team, who's a defensive playmaker in his own right, and now you have to assume, you have to, you have to, if you're a betting man, you have to put money on the fact that the Timberwolves will be a playoff team come uh the end of the season in 2018 so all right quick break here uh let's you know what let's take a quick break for our sponsors and we will be right back no matter how hard you try you can't stop us now no matter how hard you try you can't stop us now All right, we're back here live on the NBA uh, Express, the NBA Express Draft Edition. I'm not quite sure what to even call this podcast. That's not something I really thought of. Okay, so the Phoenix Suns just selected at four, which means obviously Chris Stops Porzingis remains a Nick. We will get into that in a moment. I'm actually going to try to call Beckman. Beckman is a Phoenix, Arizona resident. I'm going to see what he has to say about the Josh Jackson selection. If he's a fan, if he's not a fan, we're going to find out here in a minute. If he even answers, he's a very busy guy. And I think out there, it's well, there's a three-hour time difference, so he might actually even still be working. Hello? Beckman, what do you think of the Josh Jackson pick? Um, loving it. Okay, well, are you upset? I guess here's the big question. And, yes, I'm doing a podcast right now, and you're on it. Um, I guess the big question is, <laughs> you're my first call. I'm calling all my friends that are fans of these teams after they make selections to get their input. So um, the big question is, I guess, going forward, are you upset that you guys didn't pull off a deal for the Zinger? The Zinger deal, I know. You wanted it. a last-minute deal because I was hearing the, the LaMarcus A deal for a while here, but then the Zinger mm -hmm. one came up. I thought maybe we'll see what happens, but – Hey, it is what it is. I'll take this pick. Okay, so if they would have done what the Suns normally do. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Well, and I mean this draft is so so low top loaded that I mean I don't it was almost impossible for them to mess up. To mess up the first seven picks, yeah. Right. So <laughs> I I noticed how you said seven with the Knicks drafting eight. So you're saying the Knicks can mess up the eighth pick, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That was that was uh 
that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Would you have? <laughs> you got it. How would you have felt if they traded Porzingis to the Suns for Devin Booker and the third or fourth overall pick? Okay, but you wouldn't have absolutely hated it? Kind of, like, play it out and see what happens? Okay. Because the the Suns are always going to, like, you get one good player on their team, they're still going to find a way for it not to work. Right. But if they can get a couple people, Mm -hmm. then we'll take that. Yeah. But you know what they're going to do. They're just going to get rid of Eric Blitz, though, at the halfway point. Yeah. Ruin me again. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you have to. Yeah. (laughs) All right, I appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. I know you're busy. Um. Enjoy the draft, and uh, thanks for spending a couple seconds here with me. You got it. All right, see you, buddy. Later, man. All right, so Beckman is all in on Josh Jackson. We appreciate him calling, or we appreciate him answering the phone call. I did skip out on all my Philadelphia fans. I probably could have went around the horn and and pretty much just picked at random a few of my Philly fans who uh, who follow the NBA. and are. I, I don't know if I really have any big sixer friends like fans of the Sixers because they've been so terrible the past few years although after Joel Embiid had his uh his good first half of the season last year the drafting of Ben Simmons last year uh trust the process there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, whispers in the uh, central Pennsylvania area of of those Sixers fans kind of coming back out of the woodworks so I guess we'll wait and see uh, if they step up to the plate, start watching some NBA games, and I can have some legitimate conversations with people other than Travis Beckman and Bart Hartman and Ryan Funk and uh, you know, Scott Ziegler and the people on, on Twitter. So um, so the, the Suns have draft – like, okay, so let's do a quick recap here. So the Sixers went Markel Fultz at one. Two was Lonzo Ball to the Lakers. Three was Jason Tatum to the Celtics, and then four just happened, Josh Jackson to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Five will be the Sacramento Kings. I'll give you guys a spoiler since we're not watching this live together. The the Kings are going to go ahead and select uh, De'Aaron Fox, and uh, I got that news straight from the Woj bomb himself. So we're going to follow that here in a little bit. Things are kind of slowing down here a little bit on the ESPN side of things. I think they're doing a lot of uh, commercials and plugging different things and uh, you know, extending their brand. If they really want to extend their brand, they should extend it towards their streaming services and uh, up their servers a little bit, as we talked about earlier. So we're going to go ahead and take another quick break here. The Kings are uh, we're about 30 seconds left for them to get their pick in. And then uh, it'll go Kings. And then who do, who do we have after the Kings? The Magic. And then the Timberwolves. And then we get to the Knicks. So when we get back, I'll break down the Knicks a little bit. And uh, I'll let you know who I'm excited to see them draft. All right, diving back into it here. The Sacramento Kings just selected De'Aaron Fox with the number five pick, which means your Orlando Magic 
are on the board. And unfortunately, I don't know too many Orlando Magic fans. Um, I did back in the mid-90s when they were relevant, when they were good, when they had uh, Anthony Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal and Scott Skiles and who else was on that team? They had a couple ballers on that team. That was a fun team. They made it to the NBA Finals, I think, in 1995, I want to say. It was it was one of the two years that um, that Jordan took off in the mid-'90s. So. so they are on the clock currently. They're doing an interview here quick with, uh, with the Fox man, the fifth pick by the Kings. And I don't know too much about De'Aaron Fox. I know, obviously, highly touted, great college career. But um, as far as as far as what does he bring to the table? What's his game like? I don't know too much about him. So I heard I heard things from uh, any anything from the range of you know he could go to the Kings at five. Um, I know probably a couple weeks ago they were even talking about him maybe going like number three to the Sixers when the Sixers had the number three pick. I mean he was he's been all over the place. But then I've even heard of him actually conversations of him falling out of the top ten. So this that's kind of the beautiful thing about the NBA draft is there's no there's five starters on your team. Okay, you got seven bench guys, you got five starters. Every single position is so important and you need to put together a well-rounded team that every position is well represented, every position has somebody that can play at a high level. Um, and, and you see that with the with the title contenders every year. You see it with the Warriors who are off the charts. You see it with the Cavaliers, you see it with the Celtics, you see it with the Spurs, um, you, the, the teams that have been good for the past, you know, five, ten years or so. So um, so, you, so this is fun. This is what's exciting about it. Um, and the people, I gotta choose my words carefully, I guess, but the, the people that go out there and they say the NBA isn't fun anymore, the NBA sucks, it's watered down, there's only two or three good teams, I mean, those are just people that... They're, I just feel like they don't watch the NBA, first and foremost. They can't watch the NBA. The competition today at the NBA is at a higher level than it ever has in, in the history of the game. Um, there's more superstars. There's better players. This, the game moves faster. Um, it, it might not be as physical as it was in the 80s, but it's, it's, a, it's I think it's a better product to watch. I'd rather watch great passing leading to open shots um, I'd rather watch guys getting hot and, and nailing six or seven threes in a game, um, leading your team to victory. I'd rather watch dominating performances from guys like Durant and LeBron and Isaiah Thomas. And it, it's so fun. Every single night, and I subscribe to the NBA League Pass, so I'm out of luxury in the sense that every single night I get to watch a new superstar. I get to watch a new team. Um, one of the things that they talk about on Twitter is, uh, your league pass, your league pass teams, and what they mean by that is teams that you you don't usually see on the, on the national scale, um, but they're so fun to watch because they have good young players or they have good coaching in place, and you see really good basketball being played. And these are the teams like uh, like the Milwaukee Bucks, for example. Um, the Warriors were like this a couple years ago. I think maybe like their first title run, the Warriors were like this. Um, they, not that they came out of nowhere, but they, uh, they play the game so well and they, 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 they make it look easy. And that's what I think is so beautiful about it. It's such a fun game to watch. And if you sit down and you watch a game from start to finish and you, you, you do it for, you know, a long enough period of time and you're watching 
good basketball over and over. You really gain an appreciation for it as opposed to just watching a couple games on ESPN or TNT a few times a year. Um, because you have to understand, those are the teams that they're putting on that are going to bring them money. They're going to bring them ratings. That's why the Cavs are always on, the Warriors are always on, the Knicks are on, and the Knicks are a garbage can of a team the past few years. Um, the Lakers, the same, same situation over the past few years. Uh, the Heat, these are the teams, that your big market teams, that are going to bring you money, which is why they put them on. But, I mean, when it comes down to, you know, just watching the game in its purest form, that's what makes League Pass so fun every, every night in and out. Okay, so the Magic have selected Jonathan Isaac. He's a small forward out of Florida State. Another guy that I don't know too much about. Um, and, he, and again, he, I didn't really see him going anywhere higher uh, projection-wise before, uh, before f- the Magic at, f- at five, or at six, I'm sorry. But I did see him going, you know, anywhere falling out of the top ten. So he, he's another one to kind of keep an eye on. He's a freshman. He should... Uh, yeah, you know, he should do some. He should have the opportunity to do some things right away in, in Orlando. They've uh, they've struggled for a really long time, but they have some good pieces. They have the Eldrin Payton uh, and uh, Nikolai Vucevic, and um, who's the stud that dunks all the time, Aaron Gordon. They have him there. So I mean, they have they have young players that can play the game, and uh, they have a pretty good coach down there now in Frank Vogel, who's more of a defensive minded coach, but he's a good coach. I mean, he did a lot of great things with the Pacers for I think the six or seven years he was there. He was there for a while. So uh, Jonathan Isaac going to Orlando. All right, so the next pick's Minnesota. I, we can kind of get into this a little bit here because this is where things get interesting. So quick background. Um, the Knicks won their last game of the season against the Sixers. I think it might have even went into overtime, but it, they won by like a last-second uh, last shot type deal. It was close. What them winning did was put them into a record tie with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So the concept of the draft is pretty simple in, this, in the sense that the wor- they do a lottery-style draft where the worst record will have the most opportunities to get the best picks, second worst, second most opportunities, so on and so forth. So what the Knicks did by losing was instead of guaranteeing themselves the seventh pick in this year's draft, they they won, which they didn't have to win. There was absolutely no incentive for them to win that game, except for pride, which there is no pride when it comes to future round draft picks. These assholes. And, uh, and they put themselves into a tie with the Minnesota Timberwolves record-wise, so they had to go to a coin flip. That's how they determine when you're you're in a statistical tie record-wise and your head-to-heads match up and things like that. They don't. They went to a coin flip, and I knew, I knew before that coin was flipped. I knew weeks before that coin was flipped that the Knicks were not going to win that coin flip. There was a zero percent chance the Knicks were going to win that coin flip. They lost naturally, and the Minnesota Timberwolves moved up to the seventh pick. So, while somebody that might be sitting out there listening, thinking, okay, well, what's the difference between the seventh and the eighth pick? Well, there's a lot. Um, back in 2011, I think it was, when Steph Curry was drafted, he was passed up by a couple teams, and the Knicks were the team that were scheduled to draft right after the Warriors. Um, if it wasn't the Knicks, I think it might have been the, the Kings or somebody. But he was passed up, and the teams, there's always a possibility that the Timberwolves now will take um, a stud, and it could be the stud that the Knicks would have got. So, 
Oh, that's right. So this this pick was traded. Okay, so now this isn't actually... Yeah, so this will be the Bulls pick. So regardless, that's the backstory behind it. Now the Bulls have the opportunity to take somebody that the Knicks would have got. Now let, that gets me to my next point. Who should the Knicks get? My, and I put it out on Twitter a couple days ago, my dream scenario is Malik Monk. I think Malik Monk's awesome. He's a scorer. He uh, he plays, his defense is fine. From I've, I've read a lot of places that he doesn't play defense which I don't think is always true. I think a lot of, I've seen clips of him actually playing defense, locking down. He's, I mean, he's not a, he's not a great defender by any means, but he's only 20 years old. So, I mean, he has time to grow. Um, he can shoot the lights out. He's one of those streaky players that I think they'd love in the garden alongside Kristaps Porzingis. Um, I mean, if he starts rolling that place, the roof will blow off that place. And then you'll have Mike Breen on the, uh, on the announce table, just screaming bang over and over as Malik Monk knocks down shots, which is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so he's my no. I, I, I would love, and they need a guard. That's the beautiful thing. It's like Malik Monk is going to be sitting there now that the Bulls have their two guards in Levine and Dunn. You would think they're not going to draft another guard. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens here. But um, after Malik Monk, um, there's Dennis Smith. He's the guard from... NC State, he's a high upside as well. Really good player, averaged a lot of points last season. Um, he does play really good defense himself. And then there's uh, there's the dude from France who, I don't know, his name's like Freddie Nicolita or something like that. I don't even know what, how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not even going to attempt it here. But he's he's uh, he is known for his defense. Now, he's a 19-year-old kid. Um, it's his first year playing professional ball over in Europe, so... So a lot of different ways that the the Knicks can go. Here's, now that they have Porzingis, I can't imagine they're going to make a deal for Porzingis now. They wanted to get into the top five picks. That didn't happen. So um, I guess we can assume now going forward that Porzingis will be a Nick until the end of time, hopefully. I I want to put some guys around him that can be absolute studs, and uh, I think it starts right here. So so we'll see. Um, We still have to get this pick out of the way before them. And they're taking their time with it. But, um, so that's it. So if, <laughs> there were rumors, I guess, too, that if the if the Knicks could have acquired a higher pick other than the one they have at seven, they were going to take the seven-foot forward center out of Arizona. Um, he's from Helsinki. And I think the only great thing that's ever come out of Helsinki was the professional wrestler known as Ludwig Borga. Yeah, look that one up. Ludwig Borga. He was the Helsinki uh, strongman. He was uh, popular eh, in the early 90s, early to mid-90s with the WWF, now the WWE. Yeah, so Ludwig Borga. Dust the name off of that one. Or dust the dust off that name. Whew, getting pumped up here. I need this Knicks pick. I need it. I can't wait around any longer. But yeah, I mean, if, if they would go ahead and they would select that big guy from Helsinki out of uh, Arizona with the eighth pick, I'm, I would I would take this microphone, this extremely expensive soundboard, and my uh, my always trusty laptop, and I would throw it against the wall, and that would be the end of the podcast forever. All right, let's see what the commission has to say.
So that's him. So the Timberwolves have selected Larry Markkanen. That's the Arizona seven-foot freak from Helsinki. Um, and I guess those rights will be sent to Chicago. The rights for him will be going to Chicago. So Larry Markkanen, although drafted by the Timberwolves, will be a bull. And that means the Knicks are on the clock. So here we go. This is exciting. This is big. I'm super pumped up about it. Um, 30, 31 and 51. They're showing the Knicks record last year. 31 and 51. Ugh. Abysmal. So much shit going on with the Knicks, too. It's so frustrating. They could be a good team. I thought they'd be a playoff team last year. I thought they'd be a six or seven seed last year. I really did. I think they, I like their, their core. I think they have a really good bench. Um, so just going around starting lineup, you got Carmelo, you have Porzingis, Derrick Rose is gone. Um, Joakim Noah, I can't imagine he's going to be starting next year. He may be coming off the bench, although he's tied into a lot of freaking money. I think they paid him four years for like $50 million, $60 million or something insane like that. Money that you don't give to a guy coming off as many knee injuries as him. Um, so, uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, I think he could possibly be a starter next year. He's a stud. He's uh he's a big center freak. Um, Courtney Lee, I love Courtney Lee. He's a three and D guy. Plays good defense. He can, he's a slasher. He can shoot the ball really well. Um, and he had a pretty good season last year. I thought I'm averaging like 13 points a game. Um, so they need a point guard. They need a point guard. <laughs> it goes without saying. You need a guy that you can put into that system and he can he can produce for you right away. One of the guys that they talked to about playing in that god-awful triangle system that Phil Jackson keeps shoving down people's throats as the president uh, is Malik Monk. He said he, he thinks he would fit really well into that system, and they were happy with his workout. So so who knows? This could be uh, this could be big. I'm, I'm really, really excited. And now they're, they're going through a scrapbook of all the terrible moments in New York Knicks 2016-2017 season. And there's a lot of them. Um, there's a lot of them. The back pages of all the... New York magazines are just freaking tearing these guys apart on a regular basis. It's so sad. So let's see what happens here. We're going to get Reese over here. In fact, know exactly what they're doing at the moment as they wait to see what they will do no matter what how how things can change in two years remember at the top of the show tonight we showed the dad and the little kid who were here a couple years ago there he is right there when they selected Porzingis he put the thumbs down and they were all going boo boo and now look whose jersey he's wearing but they haven't really, nothing's changed oh, yeah, the, the Knicks well. were irrelevant they're as irrelevant now as they were when they chose Porzingis, which is not a comment on Porzingis. It's a comment on the New York Knicks. I know the building will go crazy, and it's exciting here in metropolitan New York. The Knicks are one of the most irrelevant teams that we're going to talk about tonight, if not the most irrelevant. And, and that kid is wearing a Porzingis jersey, but it doesn't mean he's not going to be crying in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> here, well, we know who isn't crying tonight. James Dolan, who has a concert going on right now. Oh, don't even get me started with that bum. James Dolan. Total bum. Total, total bum, James Dolan. He's the owner of the team, and he decided to skip draft night. And I'm not saying you have to attend the draft, but it's in New York City. It's not like you have far to go, jerk. And he's playing freaking blues with his band. Oh, he's such a piece of garbage. 
I, I am a firm believer that if you would stand outside of Madison Square Garden and just start a picket line of, of protests against James Dolan and in support of him selling the team, you could you could rally enough people in that city that would that may may be able to force James Dolan to sell the New York Knicks. He, I, I, I don't even know why he's in it. He owns Madison Square Garden. I guess that's the only real thing that he has going for the the argument to keep the Knicks. I don't know. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't. He hasn't made it. Oh, here we go. Frank Nilakina. I guess I got to learn how to say his last name. All right. He's no Malik Monk, but we'll take him. I mean, you had to get you had to get a point card, and I, those were those were my three dudes um, between Malik and and Dennis Smith out of uh, NC State, and then this cat from France. He's only 19. He's a good passer, plays defense, and I think they were I think they showed the stat they were 25th in defensive efficiency so i mean i don't know we'll see he's 19 you got to put him into a system where he can thrive and maybe this is it who knows um i am going to take a break i got to check the twitter i got to see what's happening on the twitter sphere and uh we'll come back we'll we'll finish things up here with the last couple picks and then uh and then i'll be done and i'm gonna drink my face off (laughs) in support of the knicks Coming back here, um, the Minnesota, I'm sorry, the Dallas Mavericks just selected. They went with Dennis Smith Jr., the uh, point guard out of NC State, who I talked about a little bit for the New York Knicks. Um, so the New York Knicks take Frank Nicolita. I don't know if I'm saying that right yet, but I'll learn it. I'll probably be wearing his jersey in a couple years. He's already the next great New York Knick. I can feel it. I can sense it. I can taste it. All right, hey, we're going to go ahead. We're going to call Bart on a whim. He, uh, he's already been talking some trash via Twitter. So uh, let's see if he's man enough to answer his phone. What do you want? Why are you talking trash on Twitter already? Why, why would I not? Because you, you drafted some French guy named Frank. 
Frank the Tank. You know, they really pronounce it Frank. Frank the Tank. <laughs> you know what is? You know what I'm gonna make his nickname? Le, Frank the Tank. No, Le Frank Nikita instead of Le Femme Nikita. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. He's gonna be so great though. He's the next great Nick. I had him number three on my big board. That's not what that weasel. Um, oh, what the hell is that weasel guy's name? That does the the international scouting Fran, on ESPN. Fran Frasilla. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? He had him at a, only a fifty-seven percent chance to fail. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just talking about the numbers here. So he can play both guard spots. I'm not talking all star. <laughs> all star like 57% chance to fail (laughs) yeah that makes me feel really good he's only 18 though he's got room to grow and listen if you were if you were an NBA coach or if you were an NBA player who would you want coaching an 18 year old more than Jeff Hornacek (laughs) (laughs) well I I guess I wouldn't want Kurt Rambis to show him on Twitter all the time I forgot he was there. I keep trying to forget that he's a, a member of that organization. Nope, never forget. When do you think Phil's going to get back with Jeannie Buss and take Kurt Rambis back to L.A. with him? Hopefully never. What do you think of the Lonzo Ball pick? Do you love it? They're, they're talking about him like he's Jason Kidd. I know, Put yeah. Better shot. Okay, I'll take that, yes. They have, the, another. They have the same skin tone. <laughs> they certainly do. I thought that's maybe where they were getting I went on a web. It wasn't draft. It wasn't NBA Draft Express. It was like NBA Draft Line or something like that. dot com, and they had like player comparisons for like the top fifty guys. And literally everybody you clicked on, it was like their doppelganger. Like if you clicked on, like Lonzo Ball was Jason Kidd. If you kick, clicked on Markel Fultz, it was, um, I don't like like another young, smallish kind of like quick black uh, point guard. But then every white guy you you clicked on. Like uh, that dude from Arizona, they were just making white guy comparisons and like all the white shooters, like Luke Kennard, they had compared to like JJ Redick. Like they can't, <laughs> you just pick a white guy out of the bunch and compare him. It's insane. Well, that's what they do, man. I called, I called Beckman and asked him if he was upset they didn't get the zinger. And he, he said he was, he would have liked to have him there, but he was happy with the Josh Jackson pick. They might get, um... Lamarcus Aldridge, I heard. That's like a spot yeah. that he could go to that they would uh, that he would stay at. Yeah. He wouldn't opt out, I guess. I don't know why. He likes being terrible, I guess. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he likes dry weather. Yeah, I don't think he likes being on good teams. <laughs> <laughs> the Spurs were too much for him. <laughs> he was in Portland for too long for all the rain that he wants to go to. He's got to dry out. Dry. Yeah, he's got to dry out. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, I had, this is a terrible draft, I'll tell you that. No, I'm digging it. So I now I wish there was more like big blockbuster trades. Like I love Jimmy Butler going to the T Wolves. Yeah, that was a, that was the only thing that happened so far. And then the and then the Bulls draft that beast out of Arizona, who's gonna be the next Tyson Chandler minus good, just playing on two bad knees his entire career. Well, he doesn't block any shots. Nah. Nah, that's what I mean. He's no Dirk Nowitzki. No, no, knock it off. You know that you know they were going to draft him if they traded Porzingis and got a higher pick. Like he was on their board. Like he wanted to make him Porzingis 2.0. <laughs> they definitely wanted 
don't. Oh, you're such assholes. They love big, tall, white guys. They're basically the modern-day Boston Celtics. Yeah, they kind of are. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see Phil want to do that. Celtics went black in the late 70s. And yeah. It didn't work out for them. And then they just went and they swept house and got a bunch of white dudes in there. Yep. Like literally Danny Ainge, <laughs> Bird, McHale. They brought in Bill Walton mm-hmm. at the end, the end of the 80s. I mean, they literally yeah. just wanted to get white people on their team. Did you watch any of that uh, ESPN, the three part special? I did. I watched the, uh, a good bit of the first part, I watched the second. Okay. Uh, part with the first championship against one another. And, yeah. And, and, and I was just getting mad the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be frustrating. by the Celtics assholes. Yeah. Like, uh, what was the loudmouth guy? I can't think of his name now. Oh, yeah. Always on the bench waving the towel. Yeah, that dickhead. He didn't play. <laughs> but he was talking the most shit the entire time. Dude, Bird told a story how he was talking shit to him and asked Larry what the score was, and he said, 10 1 me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kept talking this shit. I love it. Yeah. Oh. So I, I was getting me, I was getting me angry, and then I, I didn't see the next two, so I'm kind of missing okay. the next two parts. Yeah, I, I still have the third or part the last to watch, part, but whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let you, are you going to enjoy the rest of the draft? Are you, we gonna, can we tweet back and forth a little bit? Uh, I'm, I am trying to get a. I got a kid in a bathtub right now to try to get him out of there. And, okay. You know, well, I appreciate you take. It. I appreciate you taking the call, and thanks for joining me on the podcast. See ya. If only this was, hey, I had a good idea for a podcast. What? It's called After the Fact. Oh, what And we talk about things that happen after the fact, as in, like, we could have a conversation right now Uh about the Super Bowl. (laughs) Okay. Four months later, five months later, when no one cares about it. (laughs) But we talk about it like it's the the hot topic of, like, the the news feed. It just happened. Yeah, I like it. Well, if that's the case, we could go back through like the annals of Netflix time and just check out all of the series that we've never watched and just start talking about it. There's probably so many of them. I mean, it could be lots of things. We could talk about the falling of the Berlin Wall. Why not? You know what? I'd really like to have that conversation someday. And no ties to the to the present time. Just right. talk about what happened <laughs> right. in 1987 or 88, whenever it happened. Right, like we're li- reliving that era. Yep. And mm-hmm. we could, and then we could say, <laughs> we could say, boy, I hope there's never any future presidents that want to build a wall. And that's how we could leave it like a cliffhanger. Uh, uh, that would be fine. I, I'd also <laughs> say no ties. We don't even want to mention. Okay. That. Okay. Just acting like it's 1980 already, and this just happened today. <laughs> breaking news! You just the Berlin Wall has fallen. <laughs> yeah, we could do the breaking news alert sound. I like it. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anyone would enjoy it outside of myself. I don't I really would. care. I mean, honestly, I do things just I tweet just yeah. for me. So oh, I, I know. Don't even care. I know. Yeah. I would. I would enjoy Mostly it. My tweets now are just gifts anyway. So I know. <laughs> I, I do. Th- I, there was there was a, a period there where I thought you were overusing GIF, but I think I'm I'm, I'm really starting to enjoy it. I, I can't help myself. Like they just have a button you press, and there's a whole I bunch know. of them. Like I, I want to do it with every tweet, and I have to draw myself back from putting a GIF in because I'm like, oh, this is just too many GIFs. I can't help it. It's right there at my fingertips. Literally yeah. thousands and hundreds of thousands of GIFs yeah. that. 
I and, can put anything up there. Yeah. I defined that Larry Bird when I put Bird, McHale, Celtics. <laughs> they, and I found a bunch of different Larry Bird and Kevin McHale gifts. Yeah, they make it way too I was easy. To do that. You know what they're going to create here pretty soon? Uh, LaFranc Nikita gif. Oh my god, okay. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Good. checking out on that one. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. Oh, he's clueless. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything. I only call him for comedic purposes. What, do you want to talk about the Berlin Wall? I do actually do kind of like that idea. It's an interesting concept. I might cut that out of the final uh, the final edit of this podcast, and I'm going to take credit for it myself. Um, okay, so what did we miss here? I don't even know. who. What happened? Oh, the Portland Trailblazers. They're moving around here. Okay, let me see here. So right now, the Hornets are on the clock. The Hornets have a history of taking white guys. Um, they, I think they have, they have many white guys on their team. They did just acquire Dwight Howard in a trade last week, so could be interesting. Okay, so let's run this through this here. Uh, Kings with De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Jonathan Isaac to the Magic. Timberwolves take that. Lori Markinenen from uh, Arizona, who's eventually going to go to Chicago. The Knicks take uh, LaFranc Nikita. And then the Mavericks took Dennis Smith Jr. I think that's where we left off. All right, so the Kings took Zach Collins from Gonzaga. He's a forward. But uh, I guess those are the ones that he he's the one, I guess, that Portland made the trade. And that was the last big move. I think Portland acquired uh, the 11th pick. Or was the, yeah, the, the 10th pick. Now the Hornets are up with the 11th. Adam Silver's out now to uh, announce the selection. And the Hornets take oh, Malik Monk, guard, Kentucky. Unbelievable that he sat there that long. Unbelievable. The Charlotte Hornets. Wow. All right. That's exciting. Good for him. I, you know, I feel like Malik Monk and I got to know each other a little bit throughout this entire experience. Um, I'm not going to be buying his jersey. Although I, my uh, one of my first favorite NBA teams was the Charlotte Hornets back when they had Muggsy Bogues and Grandmama and Alonzo Mourning. But uh, so this is great. Good for Malik. He's uh, he's gonna do good things. Hopefully he doesn't do too many good things to the Knicks, like go on a uh, a shooting spree and score 50 points in the Garden, because it could have been him doing it for the Knicks. All right. I don't really have anything else to talk about. I mean, there's probably gonna be a lot of action here. We're only 10 picks in, um, but I didn't want to I didn't want to drag this out too long. So I think I'm going to cut things off here. Maybe I'll jump on the Periscope. Um, I might be doing some things on there, and uh, and we'll go from there. So hopefully we can hopefully we can parlay these uh, these podcasts again into a little something. We can get Funk back on the back on the airwaves. Some more calls from Bart Beckman, people like that, and uh, and see see what's in store. We also had a uh, we also had a pitch for a fishing topic, a fishing uh, uh, a fishing segment, if you will. Um, from some of the local fishermen, I'm down. I mean, I'm not a fisherman per se, but I'll, uh, you know, I'll cast the line from time to time. I'll, uh, I'll reel them in as they say. So, uh, yeah, we could probably do something like that. We could, a, a lot of different things we could do. I got the equipment set up. We're going to be moving to a new studio here within the next month or so. And, uh, who knows? And we could have some fun with it. And maybe it'll just be me coming on and talking about the NBA or me and Bart coming on and talking about the Berlin Wall. So until next time, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, shoot me a message. Let me know. Hit me up on the Twitter. 
um, give me a like, give me a thumbs up, give me something. Um, and if, you know, Hey, if you're down, I'll be, uh, I'll be more than happy to accommodate another, another pod in the future. So, uh, until next time, guys, take it easy.